Ransomware hackers now sitting on millions in extorted money. It's happened before, it's happening more, and of course, there's more to come. Everyday people like you and me tend to pass over cybersecurity breaches until now. From gas to meat, hackers went from a pipeline to JPS, the largest meat processor in North America. These dark side attackers are hitting the consumers where it hurts our pocketbooks. Now it appears the next great target against us will be our personal investment or brokerage accounts. Attackers want to disrupt our society as they troll for money. The American military and FBI are being urged to hack back. The goal with the good guys? To search for a new roadmap to scout out and then prosecute the bad guys. But don't forget, your eternal security counts so much more than anything a hacker could ever take from you. Eternal security is found and then only continues one way, in the Lord. I'm Charles Morris, sending you a hearty welcome to Haven Today, an 87-year-old ministry that's all about Jesus. And here on this Friday, we're wrapping up a series called Passages for Keeps. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You can't get enough of what that means. It's a passage for keeps, and it's probably the most well-known passage in all the Bible, apart from John 3.16. The 23rd Psalm, countless tunes have been set to the words. We've heard it spoken or preached in countless settings, more often than not when someone dies. I've read it aloud in hospital rooms as death was in the air. It speaks to all of us at all times. Like to me, one day last week as my wife and I read it while reading consecutively through all the psalms before we pray together each day. If ever there were a psalm to lead us to Christ, it's this psalm of David. And it was Jesus who many years later let us know one of his identities by telling us, I am the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. A story I heard as a young man from an older preacher. The only son of a single mom joined the army. who went off to serve his country in a dangerous place. He was the light of her life, and she called him Johnny. Constantly, she spoke of him to her neighbors, to her friends, to everyone. When Johnny comes home, he will cheer me up. He will fix the leaky faucet. It was always he, what Johnny would do when he came home. But then one day, there came an unexpected surprise. The doorbell rang. She went to answer. Guess who it was? She couldn't contain herself at her front door. Oh, Johnny, you've come home. From he to you. Hear the difference? Now listen. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
the 23rd Psalm. The Lord Jesus leads. The Lord Jesus is present. You, Lord Jesus, provide forever. We don't know the tune or the arrangement or even the style of music that David played on his harp, but here is one music interpretation of this psalm with words that we do know. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul and guides my path in righteousness for His words written by King David, inspired by the Holy Spirit, and then arranged and sung by the late Keith Green. This is one of the most powerful modern versions of Psalm 23. I'm Charles Morris here on Haven Today. 
and a program called Passages for Keeps. And surely, Psalm 23 is one of those passages you need to hide in your heart. And to help you do that, I'd like to send you the Hidden in My Heart bundle of CDs that includes Psalm 23 on the very first album. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking with the creator of these scripture lullabies. Jay Stalker is his name. He created the Hidden in My Heart music series to help people like you and me, but even children, hide God's word in their hearts. But I recently asked him why it took him nearly eight years to release his latest, his fourth album. It has just been almost a labor. The whole the whole process has been a journey, and it's been laborious to get there to where we with with the songs where we felt good about the songs. Mm-hmm. And the, I realize now, you know, I'm not just going to put something out that whatever songs come to me, and I just put them out on an album. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've really tried to be a good steward of of the material God's giving me, and really trust in his timing and this has really been a waiting process and a timing trusting in god's timing Mm. for this album because now i realize why what god was sort of his timing is perfect we have to trust that and all of that was happening so that we could get to this point here we are in 2021 having gone through what we've gone over the last Mm-hmm. year and i know you exactly your wife have had covid mm-hmm. and recovered from it yes. too yep um what have you heard from other people what do people yeah. tell you people always say that this music is different than christian music and that's not a knock on Chris, christian music not but that it's not christian music no no but, not at all but yes. it has a different sound to it and a different um you know just a different feel to it than all the christian music that you hear and mm. I, I really feel like music, people should feel something when they listen to music. You know, when I'm watching a movie and, it, and the, the score of that film, it makes you feel something. It you know? touches your emotions, yeah. touches your heartstrings. Yes. In, in a way that nothing else can, you know. And so I feel like the vehicle for scripture to get into people's hearts in such an emotional way, a, touch, a way that touches them that like nothing else can. Mm. Just a little sample from the brand new Hidden in My Heart Volume 4 album. We'll hear a full song from Volume 1 based on Psalm 23 a little later in the program. Now, let me just mention that I'd like you to experience the peace that can be found in the Hidden in My Heart collector set, Volumes 1 through 4. I'd like to send you this collector set for a minimum gift to the ministry, more if you possibly can send it, because this is coming up on the end of our fiscal year. But if you only want the just-released Volume 4, we have that CD for your gift of any amount. I would just ask you to pray about erring on the side of generosity. Our phone number that you can call after the program is 800 654 
65 Haven. Or listen to samples and make your gift online at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. You're listening to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, and the program is called Passages for Keeps. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. As a young boy, I went every week to church, sometimes more. And there at church, we often recited the 23rd Psalm. It was a little confusing to me as a lad, but I was too embarrassed to ask about it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. From everything else in the service, I knew that I was supposed to want this shepherd. And then there was that one morning, the little girl who was not as embarrassed as me to ask. She walked straight up to the front of the church after the service. She said to the man at the front, are you a pastor? Yes, he replied. And then the little girl innocently and seriously asked, why aren't you green? This little girl was braver than me. She didn't know the difference between green pastor and green pasture, and the pastor was able to set her right. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Hebrew verb literally means to lack, I shall not lack. To help it make sense, you can add the English word anything, I shall not lack anything. But do we believe it? I think we have trouble believing it. Why do we have a problem appropriating this promise given to us so long ago? And then second, what does that promise look like in real life? Let's take these two points one at a time. So first, why do we have a problem believing when saying, I will lack nothing? It links with a pretty rare personal pronoun in Hebrew, my shepherd, I will lack nothing. Our problem is we listen to the wrong shepherds, voices that turn out to be no shepherds at all. Maybe you listen to the control shepherd. If you logically think through and plan far enough ahead, all will go well with anything you choose to do. But then the bottom drops out of the market. Or a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic comes along. But then there's the control shepherd who will say, you should have seen it coming. Maybe you listen to the entitlement shepherd. If you just do enough good, then God is obligated to you. We're left frustrated, maybe bitter, even angry. The only response, do it better next time. Or maybe you're listening to the significant shepherd. If you just reach the next level, the next level of income or promotion or degree, you will be safe. There's always someone, though, that's more significant than you. Maybe it's the popularity shepherd. You need to be liked by the right people. One day at school, you're out of the in crowd, and you don't even know why. Maybe it's the appearance shepherd. Maybe it's lose a few more pounds or put on a few in the right places. These are not only false shepherds, and we could name a lot more, but what I've just spoken of are enslaving taskmasters. All of us are in danger of listening to these false shepherds. But the carrot is always just out of our reach. Maybe it's relationship. If I just had a relationship with someone, maybe you're listening to me right now. And you just need some rest. So second, how does this work out in our lives? What's it look like? Well, the Lord must be our shepherd. We must listen to him and follow him. 
This is not a how to have a fulfilled life. I'm not talking about a how to method. Bible commentators have a hard job in pulling apart and analyzing such a sublime text regarding a human being trusting in Almighty God. But the fundamental point maybe is more than a great human statement of trusting God. It's more the trustworthiness of God as our shepherd. It speaks of who the shepherd is and what the shepherd does. You might be tempted to think the 23rd Psalm is just some mushy, sentimental poetry, and it has been taken that way. I've seen it on posters and bookmarks and coffee mugs all over the place. But don't think this is pure and only sentimental. It was a real title to kings in the ancient Near East. It was a descriptive title for what roles kings played. Well, why do we not want Verse 2 and part of verse 3 of Psalm 23, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. The shepherd provides all we need. The shepherd is in charge of it all. The false shepherds that we listen to constantly always turn to what we are told you need to do. But Psalm 23 focuses on the task of the shepherd more than the sheep. We are just called to follow the shepherd. Sounds pretty good, right? Good food, lush pasture, fresh water, plenty of rest. But there's so much more. So keep listening. The covenant name of Yahweh, the Lord, all caps, is used here. I am. And more important for us today, this shepherd in Psalm 23, King David, is pointing us to Jesus. John 10 has one of the famous I am statements in the Gospels. Jesus says it twice, and he says it nearly together, almost like a run-on sentence. I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. The Jews knew what he was saying. We know that because right after John 10, the Jews picked up stones to try and kill him. They thought he was committing blasphemy. Don't listen to the rumor mill that Jesus never claimed to be divine. Not true. He taught it because it is true, and it's in his very words. You can live because the good shepherd laid down his life for you. But how do you span the time and cultural differences? Verse 53 of John 10, truly I say to you, in a provocative way, Jesus speaks, even words to shock us even, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood. Many left after he spoke those words. Not because they were grossed out. No, because they couldn't make such a radical commitment. The green pastures of Psalm 23 are the food, and that is his body. The running water is the blood of his body. The disciples were confused. He told them, my words have life. And to believe in what Jesus said and did is to eat his flesh and drink his blood. Jesus must be the weight-bearing column of our lives. It's not that you won't have problems, valleys, shadows, enemies. In Christ, our good shepherd, we don't lose our problems. We lose the torture of our problems. We come to him with all our sheep-like failures and sheep-like problems. Sheep die without a shepherd. But in Jesus, he makes us his sheep to lie down. 
So surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And we get to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23, The Lord is My Shepherd, from the very first volume of Hidden in My Heart, a scripture lullaby written by my friend Jay Stalker. 
You're listening to Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, and I'm so thankful that we've been spending time again with the creator of Scripture, Lullabies, and that also you granted me the opportunity to just pick a little bit apart of Psalm 23 and share it with you. Jay Stalker wants his music to fill you and people you love with hope and hope in Jesus Christ. And that's why I'd like to send you the Hidden in My Heart bundle with all four Scripture Lullaby CD albums for a minimum gift to Haven today. This is great music, maybe for a long road trip this summer. Maybe you're driving somewhere far, but it will also be peaceful to hear as you go to bed each night. It's like your own personal movie soundtrack that's full of God's words. I know it'll be a comfort for you and those you love. Why don't you call us right now? Why don't you make your end-of-year gift to Haven today? Our fiscal year ends the final day of June. And here's the number you can call. Do it right now. 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or get a taste of more of these scripture lullabies by listening to the samples, watching the video with Jay in his home that we shot, and then you can make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And when you're on our website, take a listen to the new podcast we have called Great Stories. We have an extended interview over 30 minutes with Jay Stalker that we recorded with him just a few weeks back in northern Colorado. If you'd rather watch it, we have the video podcast for you to watch, or you can just listen to the audio. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again next time, when again we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Psalm 124 praises God for being on His people's side. That raises a question we should all think about. What would life be like if the Lord was not on our side? For the Israelites, it would have meant total destruction from their enemies. They were spared through God's power, not because they weren't better than anyone else, but only because the Lord loved them. It's the same love that the Father has expressed toward us in Jesus Christ. Paul asks in Romans, if God is for us, who can be against us? He's on our side. Christ has conquered our greatest enemy, sin itself. Not because we are so great, but because his love is greater than our sin. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.